Oh, God. You set? I think so. Now, hold on. So my, <laughs> do you see, do you know what I'm doing? No. I have a. I just hear a bunch em- of rustling of the microphone. Yeah. It's an empty laundry basket flipped over and then a box of tissues and then my mic. <laughs> yeah. The Jenga of podcasts. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Welcome to the most dangerous podcast. It all comes tumbling down. You can yell Jenga. <laughs> and then who wins? Not the listeners. No, nope. they've already lost. Yeah, that's true. In fact, we're even trying this in the first place. Um, what did, what did we talk about today? I thought you had an idea. Well, I thought about the Home Alone thing. Yeah, you think it's too late for Home Alone? <sighs> I guess we could explain. Oh God! All right, I'm scared. Are you scared? <laughs> I got nervous. Because you, do, you don't think that there's enough material on Home Alone to fill at least thirty minutes. No, I think we can do that fine. It's more about I have to speak in the beginning and I have to say something. With no music. Yeah, I want the promise. I really want the promise. I keep listening to it and imagining it being I was playing it for my parents and my mom was like, Why why do you think this would be good? <laughs> why do you guys why do you think this is funny? Yeah, I don't think it really fits, but I don't mind using it. I really was going to start saying, welcome to Welcome Pick, where we stick to one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Panic, and I couldn't do it. Do it. This is your chance. The okay. Intro. Welcome well- to one topic. Oh, you stepped on it. <laughs> we'll get the down. You All right. Well- wait, wait for the hook. Okay. And I'll be there. Welcome to One Topic, where we try and stick to one topic. I'm Autumn Fisher. Oh, you want me to introduce myself? Yeah. <laughs> You're following Podcasting 101. I'm Greg Russ. They say that if you introduce yourself, people know the uh, the voice at that point. And they say, oh, okay, I've heard the voice. The person introduced themselves, and now I know who they are. But I didn't know if you wanted to take the complete lead and just introduce everyone. Meaning oh, me. I, d- I didn't even know that was a thing. I just didn't want to take away your chance to introduce yourself. No, nah, it's fine. I'm not offended. And with me, as always, is Greg Russ. Yeah, and that's apparently the theme we're going to use, huh? When in Rome, the promise. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what the rules are for using stuff like that. Is there a, a royalty thing or a, we need to use some um, yeah, royalty-free music or something? Yeah, with podcasting, I think you're not allowed to use any clip of any music without paying some kind of royalty. But the truth is, eh, if we get in trouble, fine. Who, I mean, yeah. they, 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 I would assume if we got in trouble, we'd be big enough, and then we'd have to figure it out. We're not okay. there. We're not even close. <laughs> no. We're still using, uh, you know, a song that makes no sense for the show. It's just. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But it's such a great emotional but weird 80s, like, empty sound. It's such a great little song. That's not an empty sound. That synth. That just. I know. I feel like, okay, I think that the elements in that song are empty, but all together, it makes it something. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. Sure. I think we're already off topic. Oh, maybe, no. Maybe the name of the show should be <laughs> Off Topic. We set well, a topic that we never talk about. That'll be the joke, is that <laughs> we choose one topic, but we never get there. It's tough. The top- 
Yeah, I know. It's a tough thing to do to get into that and just with one topic. There's so many things to talk about, Autumn. I know. But we just need to compartmentalize all those topics and only speak about the one topic per episode. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's the goal. It's an exercise. And we'll only get better at it. Right now, we're obviously not great at it. But this is our semi-first episode. Semi-first? We had a... We had well, a, we, we made a beta. Yeah, that counts as one. Okay. Well, then this is 1.5. It's two. Just call it episode two. All right. Episode two. So today's topic, uh, because Christmas, uh, it's Christmas time. It just kind of ended. But we, uh, Greg and I, share a love for Home Alone. And so I watched it uh, this year with Ellie, of course, and it really holds up. It's such a weird, fun, awesome, amazing movie, but it really has the potential to be just awful. If you think about, if it were any, like I think about the movie Baby's Day and all this sort of slapstick violence that happens in that movie, or even in the next Home Alone, like Home Alone 3 and 4, I think, and how bad those are. Why isn't Home Alone 1 and 2 bad? Is that a rhetorical question? No, I'm asking, like, what, what is it? Uh, I, I, I can't tell you what makes those movies so great. I think it's a subjective thing that you watch and you like it. Maybe it's tied to childhood and then get Home Alone 3 with the new kid and the new kid comes in and you say, who's this chump? Why is this chump here? I don't like this at all. And maybe if that kid was the first kid, you would have loved that kid. I don't know. I feel like in the first two with Macaulay Culkin... He wasn't so child actory. I feel like now kids in movies. Oh my god! Did you see the Christmas Chronicles? What's that? It's uh, basically it's a Hallmark movie, but it's on it's only on Netflix, and it has um, Kurt Russell in it, and he's Santa, and he looks amazing, and he does a good job. But there's a kid in that movie who's like, I wish Dad hadn't died. You know, it's like that real Christmassy. I'm sorry, that real actory weird. I'm a little kid and this is the way that I talk because I'm a little kid. <laughs> and it was so distracting. And I feel like, well, I, I know think- Joe Pesci did a great job. <laughs> Joe, by the way, the reason he wanted to do that is because what? his work leading up to it has never, it was nothing kids would be exposed to. And in his mind, he thought <laughs> it'd be nice to do something kids could watch. So that way kids could know me as an actor also. Oh. And, and then that's what he did. He did that movie. That was the same year he did like Goodfellas. Yeah, he, he, he was in all those films that uh, children shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Uh, he was in My Cousin Vinny. I don't think that was so terrible, but I don't see a kid liking that film. No. I'd be pretty bored by it. But yeah. uh, and, then, and then Joe Pesci also, the fake cursing in Home Alone. That was his idea. Oh, it was? Yeah, the frick of frack of the frick of frack It wouldn't actually say anything. Snakes, snakes. I don't know no snakes. <laughs> so here we are. Home Alone after Christmas, which, to be fair, we could have recorded this before Christmas. You wanted to. Yeah, it's hard. We're busy. Yeah, we're very busy people. Yeah, we're so busy. That was projection. Sorry, I shouldn't have projected that onto you. <laughs> That's not fair. You're not, you're not lazy. I projected the other day to Travis. There was something. Oh, I was asking him all day what we should do. And then we all kind of were fine with what we were doing, which wasn't much. It was just kind of hanging around the house. And I also didn't know what to do. And that's what I was asking. He was upset that we had stayed in all day. And I said, well, you, you didn't want to do anything because I kind of didn't want to do anything. And he said, no, I didn't. I said, oh, yes, you did. And I pushed it on him that it was his fault that we hadn't done anything when really it was like all of our faults. But I definitely was doing it. And in the middle of doing it, I said, stop doing that. That's projection. What are you doing? I couldn't stop myself. And then I got annoyed. <laughs> and I just, then he left the kitchen. <laughs> I just, 
I'm laughing mostly because here we are off topic again. It's very, this is, this is a difficult exercise. This is going to be a very hard thing to do. Okay. And I know, I know a lot of it's like, we just want to chat about things and maybe, I, maybe we just give up at some point. Yeah. I don't, because talking about things normally lead you to other places, but we got to stay on topic and you got to do your research. You have to have facts about Marv. I threw out facts. (gasps) I threw out facts about Harry. That's right. I have a fact about Marv. Okay. There you go. He was the narrator in the Wonder Years. Oh yeah. Who knew that? Yeah. And and, uh, the friend was Marilyn Manson. You can't you can't put out fake facts. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can throw out urban legends. He was also in City Slickers, remember? Remember yes, City Slickers? I remember City Slickers. I loved that movie. Billy Crystal. Yeah, that was like Billy Crystal's heyday. Where did he go? Did Billy, he just get like old and he was upset with his face? I don't know. Billy Crystal's one of those guys that obviously talented in a lot of films, and I think of him and he never really registered with me as a kid, and therefore as an adult, I'm like, Billy Crystal. But he's a big deal. And I know he's, yeah. host, he's hosted the Oscars several times. And whatever. Billy. I loved When Harry Met Sally. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. There's a scene right there outside of your house. Nope. You don't live there anymore. In your old house, Studio B1. That like. Washington Square Park. They yeah, Washington Square Park. Square Park. Where, I still think you live there. That's where he drops her off. Yeah, right. because my segment's called Studio from Studio B1. I don't right. know why that helps you uh, stay in the past. I wish you still lived there. Why? That place was a hellhole. Was it? <laughs> I don't really <laughs> did care. Did you never see there. that apartment? I don't think I did. I mm-hmm. watched Home Alone in that apartment several times. Home Alone 2 I watched in that apartment because Lost in New York. And I was like, hey, I'm in the middle of New York. Yeah. But anyway, so what did we Does that to- happen all the time in New York? Do you see ladies, uh, bird women <laughs> living in opera houses out there? See, I guess this is kind of on topic. It is. We're doing it. And I promise in the future, I won't always point out when we're off topic. I'm just you know, <laughs> trying to get a grasp on it right now. Uh, right. I, I haven't seen the pigeon. There is a pigeon lady in, uh, in uh, Central Park, but there was a pigeon man in Washington Square Park who the pigeons just sat on him like that. And he could call them by name. Like they, He's like, Susan. And the one pigeon would always fly over that he named Susan that recognized its name. It's very strange. Yeah. Are they really any dirtier than any other bird? I feel like pigeons get a bad rap. Uh, I think it's just because they're in cities and they go digging around yeah. in trash and eat whatever. They're probably actually no dirtier than any other animal. I mean, yeah, if, if, I, if, if a pigeon lands in a, a cesspool of discarded urine, then sure, it's a filthy animal. Sure. Which ties us to Home Alone, you filthy animal. See, I'm good at oh, this. You did it. I'm actually... <laughs> I'm good at this. You are. I was gonna. I was gonna totally take us somewhere else and tell you about pigeons are descendants of uh, cliff dwelling dinosaurs. But that birds. could that could be a whole other <laughs> show just on pigeons. That's why they live up in like the eaves of things is because they were cliff dwellers. <laughs> I think if you're gonna go off, you got to find a way to tie it in, even if it's as weak as a thread of like you filthy animal and you call. I it bet a- you a pigeon could have landed on that iron statue in front of the home alone house. That was the running joke that the van always hit it. <laughs> I guess that's, that's a real stretch. <laughs> so let me ask you, why did you want to talk about home alone? You just don't think it's that good of a film. No, I love it. Yeah. But you're but saying I, in, in actual film theory, I guess, or whatever you want to use to judge it, it's not that great of a film. And you're wondering why people love it. No, okay. I'm saying that, all of the elements in that movie on paper are just as bad and as, or have the potential to be just as bad or stupid as, like I said, Baby's Day Out or all the other Home Alone 3 and 4 or um, 
I don't know, any other horrible, stupid movie that's first supposed to, oh, Beethoven? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like those horrible kid movies. It's, um, I, I really think it's the acting. And it's not uh, Macaulay Culkin's acting. Although, as uh-huh. you were saying, as a kid actor, he wasn't like, look at me, I'm a kid actor. He was somewhat natural. Right. Um, and I think you have to be maybe full of yourself a bit to pull that off. But it was, uh, it was Pesci and Marv. Whoever played, what's, what's Marv's name? Um, Poor guy. Nobody his knows. real name? Yeah, his real name. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, um, his name is Daniel Stern. Yeah. Okay. Daniel Stern. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the acting from those people, you don't realize that they're good actors because they're just good at it. And you're like, these are people. And you get in these other second tier films like Home Alone 3. I don't know yeah. who played the burglars. They probably were goofy and stupid. Um, there's some subtleties that come in, and you're playing a ridiculous role in a ridiculous <laughs> film, and you've got to sell that not being ridiculous, though it is somewhat ridiculous that the fact your your head is burned off and your hand is burned, and you keep going through this. I guess there are things that aren't. Marv electrocutes himself and turns into a skeleton. That's <laughs> back. that one is actually my favorite. Me too. He t- touches Me the too. sink that's got like the the jumper cables to it. Yes. <laughs> and electrocutes yes. Him. <laughs> but I I think that is part of the reason. Maybe if not the reason is the acting in the film. It's okay. a it's a it's something you've got to balance because yes, you look at the script like what is this is insane mm-hmm. and you have to go in and you have to play it somewhat realistically. And it, it because the goofiness is coming already from just yeah. the, the scenario. Maybe that's the problem is that in other movies an actor would make a choice to be goofy instead of letting the goofiness be the goofy. Yeah, they, I mean, people get in, like, it's about me. It's not about you. Yeah. Not about you. It's about doing a good job in this setting, making a good film, and whatever that right. role entails is what you need to do. Okay. And I'm not even blaming people in the second tier Home Alone films. They're, you know, they're probably getting their first break of some sort. Well, I don't know, because I think in one of them, wasn't it, um, oh, God, oh, here, look, I'm looking at IMDb. This is professional podcasting, hold on. Nah, in the moment, you can look things up. What are you looking up? Home Alone 3? Yeah. Uh, there was a guy I thought that... Oh, no. I'm thinking, honestly, I think... Oh, Scarlett Johansson? Well, there Isn't you go. Is Home Alone 3? Oh, my God. There's one with a chick. Yeah, and she's making the face on the thing. Oh, God. Scarlett Johansson, pretty young in this film, before yes. anything. You know, now she looks back on it and probably doesn't even want to talk about it, ever. <laughs> I'm surprised it doesn't come up more often. Probably because nobody saw it and nobody realized that she was actually in it. Right. That is no sh- one saw that. That is a shock to me. Uh, Home Alone 4, taking back the house. I don't know why they need... The, that's, that's just a money grab is all that is. Yeah. Because if you want kids to experience the concept of Home Alone, just put them in front of Home Alone 1 or 2. You don't sure. need to make more. It's just more money is what they want. Like, give me more, give me more. Even though I don't, these things don't even have theatrical releases, do they? Um, let's see. Here's I'm not the, sure if this one did or not, but French Stewart is one of the bad guys named Marv. Will, Maybe he was taking over the Marv role. All right, I'm looking at uh, Home Alone three here. John Hughes was involved with this. He produced oh. it and he wrote it. He wrote the thing. Which is embarrassing. Producing's one thing. It's like, hey, we want to take this idea you have. You, you get a producer credit. We give you money for doing nothing. It's like, okay, sure. But he wrote this, which blo- which blows my mind. He didn't direct it. Uh, Maybe it, the directing is part of it too. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into making a film, as ridiculous <laughs> as Home Alone is, as I like to point out over and over, because it is. It's an insane film with child... Because Chris Columbus directed one and two, and then was not tied into any other one. Yeah, right. So maybe so. Chris Columbus is the jam. I'm sure that they approached him. Hey, we got another one. You want to do... No, no. I'm yeah. done. Hopefully. Good. Hopefully I love you, Chris Columbus. You have integrity, sir. But this, look at this, look at this plot for Home Alone 3, which, I mean, I guess you can't just do the same film, which is a simple premise, although Uh ridiculous that your parents leave you at home and then they can't get back to you. I mean, awful, awful parents. But this one, it it really jumps to the absurd. Uh, There's four internationally wanted hitmen working for a North Korean terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. They stole a $10 million missile cloaking computer chip. And the thieves put it inside a remote control car to sneak it past security at San Francisco International Airport. And then the luggage got mixed up, and a woman named Mrs. Hess inadvertently taken, took the thieves' bag, which contains the car. She returned home to Chicago. The four thieves arrive in Chicago and systematically search every house in the neighborhood to find the chip and then the kit. What is this? <laughs> How convoluted can you get? On the poster, the kid has a bunch of like supplies all over his body, and he has a parrot. With a, uh, like a World War Two, no, like an old football, soft football helmet on it. And then on his other shoulder, it looks like a mouse with a hard hat on. <laughs> yeah, there's your reason that these other ones don't work. Yeah. You're taking a convoluted idea to begin with, that a kid's left at home uh, by accident. North Korean terrorist and organization. Then- yeah, so the idea of Home Alone is convoluted enough, and then you get yeah. to this, you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. Also, I will give Macaulay Culkin some credit, because to play that kind of role, the smart kid who outdoes the crooks, and yeah, you have to be somewhat, you know, the character is somewhat cocky, right? Mm-hmm. And especially with kids, no one likes a cocky kid. A kid comes off as full of him or herself, you're like, shut up. Yeah. I want to punch you, I want to drop maybe, kick you. Yeah, maybe in these other ones, the kid is flawless. Whereas Kevin does have flaws. Yeah, so who knows? There are many factors, and they're hard to talk about if we haven't watched Home Alone 3 or 4 or 5 or 6. We don't six need to watch it to seven. know it's bad. <laughs> but, but to discuss the first films, um, yeah, I don't know if they were that good to begin with, but I do think that it is, uh, it's a complete effort of everyone involved to pull something like that off. Yeah, I think that they're still... I think that someone new... Com- I mean, Ellie watched them, not because... We've told her how great it is. We just put it on because we wanted to show her Home Alone. And she loved it. She was cracking up. She thought it was hilarious when they were getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Is that, some yeah. kind of, that should be some kind of gauge on if your kid's a sociopath or not. Is right. if they're really cracking up. I mean, I did too. Of but, course. But what is funny about watching, I guess because it's cartoon humor yeah. in a way. And it's live action. But again. Okay, again. Really close to something that's bad. You could look at those scenes on paper and be like, oh, "Those poor guys. What are they? What is he doing to him?" You know. <laughs> but instead, we're like, "Wow, look at crazy!" I mean, Ellie was freaking out, loving it. Well, I think it gets to a point where like serves you right if you don't leave after the first trap or yeah. the second trap after you you know have your shoes pulled off by tar and your socks and you step oh, on a nail. I cannot watch that part. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> No, I cannot it's, watch him dig his foot into that nail. And and whatever, what is the thing that Kevin uses to heat up the doorknob? Does anyone ever... Does well, be, yeah, what is that thing? I don't know what that thing is. <laughs> we 
You just, this is, I never thought twice about that. Just like, yep, there's that thing that pe- guys that dads have in their basements. Yeah, you plug that thing in, it heats up, and uh, I don't know what purpose it actually serves. It probably serves some purpose, and maybe someone listening is angry yeah. because we don't know, and they're they're screaming. like a welder, and they know that it's something. Yeah, it's just I was like, maybe it's a charcoal. It's not. It's electric. The fact it's yeah. electric and it plugs in. It's perfect for it to hang on a doorknob. <laughs> burn, burn his hand, and then he burns his head, and I, uh, I don't know. He dunks his head. Oh, in the second one, when his head, his like hat is on, his head's on fire, and he does that handstand into the toilet. <laughs> it's gonna burn his face off. Wouldn't it burn your face off? Oh, and wasn't there kerosene or something in the toilet and everything exploded? Yeah, he dumped, uh, I think, paint thinner in there, something that's flammable. Right. And then he dumped his burning head into it and it blew up. What were they doing? And what kind of remodeling were they doing in that house where they just left a gigantic hole? In the like, floor. let's tear up the floor, just make a big hole. All right, time to go. Well, Christmas vacation. Let me, that house, I, I thought it was a real house in New York. I was going to go find it. Sure. And I know a lot of times. Hopefully there would be a, a trash tube that you could climb up. It's not. It's not. It's on a set. It was on a New York City street <sighs> Don't set. Don't tell me that, Greg. I, that part's ruined. Most of that was shot in New York, yes. It had to be near Central Park because afterwards he ran to Central Park. Well, he had an address in the address book. Oh, that's right. Which never matches. You know, And anything set in New York, they'll give you yeah. an address and then it's just on some random street somewhere else because they don't like to look at the building of that address. It doesn't mean anything, but... Even knowing that, I looked up uh, that building. I, I wanted to find it. Not here. It's it was a set. So it's next so time you watch Home Alone two, think of that. Sad. I will, and I'll cry one single tear. So sad. Um, we talked a lot about the second half of the movie. Let's talk about the beginning of Home Alone two. This hey, here's breaking. Yes, the groundbreaking material. Talking about Home Alone, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is fine. I just, I just don't know the reason. I, I thought there was a thesis involved. I thought you came in and like. Why? Well, we did, but now we're off that topic because. <laughs> well, okay. What do you uh, go off? So the second. I would one. like no, no. It does tie in because we're talking about the acting, and I. Wait, is this Home Alone one or two? Hold on. No, I want Home Alone two with um, with um. Plaza uh, Hotel. What's his name? Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's such great, there are a lot of great actors. And then I don't know who that lady is that works with him, but I always call her like poor man's Maggie Smith because <laughs> I don't know her name, but she looks like a younger Maggie Smith. Isn't Rob Schneider in it? Yes, he's the the bell hop. The bell hop, yes. Yeah, see, the casting was all right. Not that Rob Schneider's, you know, that guy gets a bad rap. I don't know if he deserves it. Uh, He, I think in real life that he's, um, a little pompous. Yeah, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. He can't carry a film. He's a good supporting role yeah. uh, actor, but he can't carry anything anytime he's there's, tried to. There's a story of him um, being scheduled to be on Loveline and had to cancel at the last minute because he was suffering from writer's block. And then the next movie that came out was like, you know, John Schneider is a goat or whatever <laughs> it was. Well, yeah, it looks like he never got past that writer's block. No, he didn't. He just had to shoehorn that thing together. He's like, oh, yeah. here's an idea. I'm going to force it into the script. Oh, my gosh. Tim Curry. So great. I loved some Tim Curry. Anything he's in, I'm interested. 
I love curry, just in general. Hey. Yeah. Different topic. <laughs> Uh-oh, don't talk about curry. Oh, Donald Trump walks right in, helps uh, little Kevin get into the lobby or whatever. What a scene that's pointless. He just says, where are the so elevators? Pointless. Yeah, he tells him where the elevators are. Okay. You know, behind that, Trump, if, if you shot a film on a Trump property, which at the time the Plaza Hotel he owned. Oh, okay. I had to write a scene in the film for him. That was part no of way. the thing. Yeah, and so a lot of filmmakers would just, a throwaway scene such as that one, they'd film it, and then they wouldn't put it in the edit. And for uh, some okay. reason, in Home Alone 2, they kept it in. I really, when I see the scene, I am not excited that he's the president. That's <laughs> what, not. that's, that's. <laughs> We don't need to go down too deep, but that's what makes you not excited that he's the president and is seeing him in Home Alone 2? No, it's just him creeping into my world and reminding me who he is now instead of just that guy that was this really rich, weird-looking guy from the 80s that I know. Yeah, who nobody liked at that point. But. No. He was just this... And then, you know, I don't, I don't even want to tell Ellie who he is. You know, I'm not proud to be like, Ellie, that's our president. You don't need to tell her. I mean, listen, even if he's doing great things, he's still like a, a oaf. Is he doing great things? Even if he's, he's doing I'm great sure things. there are things that he's doing that are, you know, uh, are going well for some people. And I'm glad for them. But I personally, for some reason, do not get the feeling like, wow, look, he's our president. That's so neat. Look, he was in this movie. Ugh. Yeah, it's not like when Ronald Reagan started alongside that chimpanzee and then he became president and you look mm. back and you're like, Oh wow, look, there's our president acting with the chimp. That was a, that was a different time. How do people feel about that? <laughs> I, look, here's, you're talking about not wanting to tell Ellie. It doesn't yeah. even mean much to her. You know, people railed against Reagan when we were kids. And I was like, Oh, right. I'm just, but I think people go. And now in, people loved him. Right. Yeah. Or like Jimmy Carter. People did not like Jimmy Carter as a president. Everybody loves him now. Or even George Bush. Everyone's like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah, it is strange in hindsight. Uh, you know, people seem to forget the things that they hated about the person. Yeah, it's, he was Hitler, but we love that he gives candy to Michelle Obama. It was, it was his paintings with the perspective that was yeah. all off at first. When Bush, right. like the shower painting, and his face was looking off to the right and the mirrors to the left. And if you actually got a, a genuine reflection in the mirror, you would see the side of his face, but it was like the front of his face in the mirror. It was just all off. I think yeah. that was the beginning of it. But anyway, uh, I'm holding back. I'm holding back. I don't want to alienate people who may be listening to the show because they like the other show. Oh, yeah, totally. With my, Listen. With my thoughts. Oh, yeah, I won't go into it. I was just going to say that we, I support anyone in what you think, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't believe that to be true. No? You, you don't care? You don't care. You're giving, I mean, you're this is people- what I think. I think that I have I have very strong opinions about things, but... I don't put a lot of weight on those opinions. The same thing for like judgment. I judge. I judge all day. I judge you. I judge this. I judge decisions of of other people. But that doesn't mean anything. Like my judgment doesn't carry any weight. It's just my own thoughts or opinions. Yeah. It doesn't mean that mine are better or worse. It just, they shouldn't be that important. No. And I think that if you present them in a manner that's thoughtful, people should listen to them. But it doesn't mean that your opinions are right. Exactly. That's all. Yeah. And that's how people should argue. And if you want to present them in a manner that's not thoughtful and you just want to throw them in people's faces, either side, yes, it's annoying. 
And yeah, exactly. And even if I agree with you, I still want to step back from you because I'm like, whoa, you're <laughs> intense. Because there's no like point. It. There's no point to interact or engage like that. Because where are you going to yeah. get? Where are you going to get? Even if you agree with, with them, you're wrong. Yeah, even when people are real intense about things, even if I kind of agree with them, I instantly try and play devil's advocate. Yeah. You know, because I'm just annoyed by their confidence. <laughs> They're like... I don't know if it's confidence. It's just uh, aggressiveness. Aggressiveness, Aggre yeah. Aggression. Is Aggressivenessity. That, yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know who was aggressive was the color beige on every outfit that the mom war in home alone <laughs> good good you got us back that was a good one i don't remember her outfits. bitches loved beige in the 90s everything is beige except for the house which is christmas colors have you heard of that thing uh that everything in the house was red and green yeah 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 i looked for that it's good and set design. it wasn't as uh groundbreaking as i thought i was like i'll look for all those colors and i thought oh there they are okay yeah but aren't the carpets red or something and the walls are green or yeah strange <laughs> things yeah, those things you don't think about. It helps set the mood. Set design, art department. It's important stuff, Autumn. Oh, yeah. Also, um, how rich are the McAllisters? They buy everyone tickets to France? <laughs> Holy yes. crap. And yeah. they're sitting in first class. There's four, four, cla four, four first class tickets. And then everyone's in coach. Including well, that little kid who's the littlest one that pees, pees the bed. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's the argument that because they're so rich... That if they weren't, if they were some poor people and they left their kid behind, charges probably would have been pr pressed against <laughs> them. Uh, you know, but they're rich people. Yeah. They get away with things. They left their kid behind. Especially, you know. It, they didn't get any help from the police because they were white and rich. The police were like, you know, crazy lady on line four. Yeah. Well, Kevin could have also called the police and he refused to do so because he liked sure. being home too much yeah. alone. He was pretty selfish. Like, it, the whole... This happens quite often in plots, but it's just like it happens all the time in rom coms. But it's like if you just talked to each other in that one moment, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. You Movie's have, over. You wouldn't have spoke, not spoken for three months, and like met other people and realized how much you hate the other person and you love the person that you left. And but right. same thing with Home Alone. He's home alone. He finds out the crooks are coming. He calls the cops. The end. Should yeah. be the end. I, I mean, maybe they address it with the parents trying to call the cops and the cops aren't helpful and that's supposed to be the dismissal. But I, it's, What a dick cop that came up to the door and was like, tell them to count their kids again. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> well, you know, these things have to be written in so you, can, <laughs> so you can go forward with the movie. I guess so. And the fact that Kevin is the one who teaches people lessons at the end, the scary old man or the pigeon lady. It's like, reach out to your son. Oh, I don't know about that. We haven't spoken uh, in a very long time. Yeah, you should. Uh, you know what? You're right, little kid. The innocence, <laughs> the innocence of your young brain has now made me realize the error in my ways. You're right. I don't even remember what he told the pigeon lady. It was just like, why don't you talk to people, not be weird? It's like, Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> Kevin. Here's no, was that her, his advice? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't why don't you get a job? Yeah. Stop letting shit all over you. Here's the turtle dove. <laughs> turtle doves. I loved him. What? Uh, the, the toys guy. Yeah. Turtle doves. I wanted to be Kevin in those moments where like he was accidentally making friends with the owner of McMillan Toys or whatever it was. I wanted to be him. The toy store that they rob? McMillan I toys. wanted to be Kevin in that scene getting turtle doves from 
the owner. He didn't know it was the owner, right? Uh, no, I don't think he knew. Yeah. McMillan? Is that what it was? No, Duncan's Toy Chest. Duncan's Toy Chest. <laughs> Who's McMillan? I don't know. I don't know where you're coming up with this. <laughs> I don't either. Duncan's Toy Chest. Yeah, I wanted to be in that toy store. I wanted to accidentally make friends with that guy. I wanted him to give me turtle doves. Two turtle doves. <laughs> turtle doves. Yeah. Do you think she kept that turtle dove? Do you think he kept that turtle dove? You know what? He's so young. It would have been this thing that he kept precious for a while. And then it would like, you know, dirty, you know, your your laundry gets on top of it. And then it falls to the floor and then it gets kicked under your dresser. And then he finds it. It's all dusty. And he's like, what was this? Oh, yeah, I got that from that guy. That time my parent, I got all lost from my parents. And then that he puts time. it in a box. That and then that box gets thrown away when he moves to college. It's done. That second time I got lost from my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <Not true. laughs> it should hold some more meaning. It's like it happened twice. Um no, I I would like to think that he kept it, that it meant something, even if he got older and uh, left for college and things about his own life became more important than the friendship mm -hmm. with the old lady. Do you think the, he, yeah, yeah. Do you think he put it on his own Christmas tree once he has a family? That would be a nice thing to do, to put it on the Christmas tree. I don't know. I, I like those kind of things. It's like when people take a dollar bill and they rip it in half, which is, I think this is stupid, but. You give uh, one half to one person and you keep the other half and the serial numbers match. And then it's like, look at this. <laughs> what kind of friendship necklace? Yeah, which is, <laughs> it's illegal. You're also destroying money, but I'll keep this forever, this half a dollar bill. And then I've some, never heard of that. Some people took it to the next level and they ripped a $2 bill in half. Oh. Yeah, because they're so rare. You rip that in half. Oh, like our friendship. So rare. To Ours? Find. Yeah, I know, I'm going to rip up a $3 bill. I would keep the other half forever in my wallet, along with the other stuff I keep in my wallet that shouldn't be there because it's, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I found this paper clip. This is leading into the topic I wanted to do for the show. Oh, okay. Being oh, sentimentality. Yeah, being overly sentimental about things because I've thrown. Well, that's that's good, a different time. Good tease. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> Next week, maybe it'll be more of a point. Yeah. And we'll talk about something, <laughs> which I, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I, this. How how long have we gone? I just think it's funny. You're very into Home Alone. You're like, let's do it, Home Alone. <laughs> and then it was just like, what do you want to talk about, Home Alone? Uh, I don't know. Recap it. Let's recap the Home Alone films. I wanted to talk about how it's surprisingly such a good movie. When you think about the garbage that's in it, it's actually so good. And how did they pull it off? It's the same with um, Clue. Yes. The movie Clue. Yes. Very strange. The cast again. The cast. It has to be the cast. There are some people who become famous and their name alone, they're thrown into films because people think they're a draw. But a lot of people become famous because they actually are good at what they do. Right. But now the only way to make movies is to get a big name in it so that other celebrities who are big names will join it. And then that might not even be the right casting. You just need, you know, or, and then um, uh, studios will fund it because, you know, Russell Crowe's name is attached to it. Yeah, I think his time has passed, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. It's the only thing I can think of. Because um, Angelina Jolie, is she still super current? No. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Angelina Jolie's current in that she's hinting of running for president, which is not a path we need to go down. Weird. No, we don't need celebrities. <laughs> I hope I, that's my real fear with Trump is it yeah. just opens these floodgates where just anyone who's famous and has a platform is like, I'm going to run for president. And then maybe they win because they're popular enough. 
I w- what celebrity would you vote for if they ran for president? I don't know. I that I mean, how do you answer that? A celebrity that you like? <laughs> it <not>, doesn't mean <laughs> I would I would vote for them. I have no I clue. Would, do you have someone in mind? Uh, well, my joke answer would be Michael Scott, who's not a real person but a character from The Office. <laughs> yes, but that's a joke. Even if you were a real person, would you really want that to be your president? Would you no. vote for it? Yeah, I feel like that's what we have now. Uh, The Rock. Ugh. No. <laughs> he's tall. He's handsome. He's got that eyebrow. I feel like he could really do some stuff. I know there's this idea that you know politicians are sleazy, and we were happy to move away from it. And I think that's why Trump captured a lot of the imagination of people who voted for him. But the truth is, you get someone in there who has no real interest in being in there, other than the title alone. Yeah. No, and I'm not saying that any celebrity who ran, but still, there's something. Or at to least learn. the history of being involved in politics, even if that means that you're like ingrained in it, and that sort of is, an, is seen as a negative, at least you know all the players and how the game works and the kind of decorum that you're supposed to have. Even if that does seem fake, it does also serve a purpose. And if you're looking for your president to just not be like that at all, there can be some good things about that, but maybe also could be detrimental because the optics of that are not great. I'll tell you, it just made me realize that it's maybe the, the office of president is a joke. Overall, I was like, oh, well, look, this guy's in there trying to destroy every relationship that's been built in this office and the prestige that comes along with it. And maybe it really doesn't matter. Maybe the office of presidency does not matter. That's, that's actually what I've been thinking. It, like, it exposes it as this kind of goofy thing that does exist. And I don't, hmm. I, I don't know, if, uh, you know if it is as prestigious as we thought. Not that I, don't, I want it to be... You know, treated like the, the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, it's not. I want it to be treated the way it is now, but yeah, interesting. It's all these constructs that really don't mean anything other than the fact that people have said that it means something. We've all agreed. Yes, that does mean something. But you know what? Uh, we were watching space shuttle launches <laughs> on YouTube yesterday. Yeah, those are good. I've watched those, and I felt like tearing up. I felt so proud. Not like to be an American, but just that like, wow, that's really cool that we built this incredibly powerful rocket to get us to space. And not that many people have died because of it, even though it's this crazy, dangerous explosion. That's a real achievement. That's a real achievement. Like It's a very difficult thing to do that people have figured out. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. I think that's really neat to be associated with that. Yeah. Again, though, like what Eric talks about, like I had nothing to do with that. With uh, the building of the space shuttle. Right. No, you didn't. But you're a person and you can relate to other people and it inspires you. Like, wow, if people yeah. can do that. And I am a person, even though we're just kind of overgrown apes who are too smart for their own good. You know, yeah. But if other, other over, uh, apes that are too smart for their own good are doing that, maybe I can be one of those apes that does something cool. I'm proud to be one of those apes. Yes. <laughs> Those moments I feel are few and far between in between. So, you know, take it when you can. The space shuttle okay. is a good one. It's why I still like New York. I still like flying in and looking at all the crap people built. It's a lot. It is interesting. I do think I'm like glad that you live there because I'm proud to know someone who lives there, which is so stupid, <laughs> superficial, but I think it's neat. No, there's a reason I think that uh, there's a tension in this city. 
given to this city. And, and that's a big part of it. It's like, wow, look at this. People just shoved as much as they could into this small area of land and these buildings just kept getting taller and taller. And, you know, it was a challenge. And so many people don't make it. I didn't know that that was a thing, that people move to New York and they can't make it. No, it's... Or they can't handle it. People come and leave. There's a high turnover. Yeah. I didn't know that that was such a thing. And then once I started knowing people who did that and you're the only one left that stayed. Because I'm stubborn. (laughs) Well, maybe that's what you need. You've got the New York state of mind. It's uh, a... This ties into Home Alone 2 because that was set in New York. That's... that's, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think if we... We're obviously going to go off topic (laughs) at times. We got to at least make some half-assed effort to get back. But uh, no, that's... uh, That happens. I'm on like friend set I don't know, maybe going on four at this point because you meet people. I've been in New York 11 years. You meet people, they leave. Meet new people, they leave. Meet new people, they leave. And you're like, what? This is getting tiring. And then before you know yeah. it, you're just like, I'm, I'm not even trying anymore. And then you're isolating and you're sitting at home. And the winters, right? Like you can spend I love your winters. entire winter in your apartment and I love, never leave. I love the winters. Yeah. My favorite. When it snows, I go out. I've made no uh, secret of this. The summer I hate, but yes. People are affected by the long. It's not even as cold as it is in other places. I'm sure where you live, it just gets just as cold. It, yeah, it basically does. It's like 10 degrees colder than Atlanta, typically. In the DC area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Home Alone three. I mean four. I mean seven. Are we at seven? Lost in DC area. That's, is that a real one? No. That's what oh I God. <laughs> I like that you <laughs> believed that. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? make horrible movies lost in dc he meets like the ghost of washington <laughs> you know i think and he before he's like you should uh talk to the i don't even know what the crossing of the delaware was i don't know anything about history you don't know what the crossing of the delaware was it was something about getting across on christmas day and it was cold that's all i know how did that tie into dc you think the delaware river is in dc oh god <laughs> nope <laughs> I definitely don't think that <laughs> I mean, it's in f- Delaware? <laughs> well, it runs past Philadelphia. It's in okay. Pennsylvania also, but <laughs> it's... Uh, I have also made it no secret that I know nothing about history. You're proud of that. I mean, I got it. I got it. It's like you got to laugh or you'll cry. <laughs> it's mostly that. <laughs> it's because I just don't know. That's all right. He crossed the Delaware because people spilled the tea in the water because yeah. they were not... Getting I'm, representation. I'm not engaging. After paying taxes. I'm, I'm not engaging in this conversation. Come on. <laughs> no. There's nothing. And the two lights on the top of the Washington Monument are one if by land, two if by sea. So, yeah. with home, home, home Alone Lost in the D.C. area. I think Kevin yeah. Grows Up has a kid. Then he leaves his kid, but on purpose because he's a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> he just leaves his kid alone. And then, uh, you know, in in the crack house that he left his kid in, there's a bunch of money stashed, and the bandits come and they want it. And, oh, and then, yeah. Then Kevin's kid has to protect the money. Home alone for the last time. Yeah, and then I think at the end though, he saved the money, and then he, his dad comes back, and he he thinks he's his dad's coming back for him, but his dad's really coming back for that money, and then he dishes him again, and that's a real life lesson that sometimes parents are pieces of crap. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a he's he's you... been written out. His parents are dead. He's been written out of their will because they're obviously loaded and Buzz is in charge of their estate. 
and has made sure Kevin has no say in anything post-mortem. You ever write fan fiction? We should. Oh, you want to make it a team effort? I was just wondering if you wrote it on your own. Oh, no. I didn't, but we're doing it. Yeah, I think that's... TM, no one take this. That's some fan fiction that I'll... Someone somewhere will enjoy. That Kevin grows up and, yeah, buzzes the... uh, executor of the the estate he turns out to be a lawyer you remember in two when he apologized to the family and they believed him because he was really laying it on thick about how you know inconsiderate you know his decision making was and you know called him a butt sniffer or something (laughs) yes (laughs) real legalese there yeah so i think um yeah he becomes the executor of the estate make sure kevin doesn't get anything Kevin there had- are some sisters that have tried to reach out to Kevin because they're trying to like help him, but Wait, he's got that drug problem. How about this? This actually this. So Buzz gets the house in Chicago. He mm-hmm. takes over the house. Buzz has his own kids. Buzz somehow leaves one of the kids at home. Kevin tries to break into that same house Ooh. because he wants the money for drugs. And then the kid has to stop Kevin. I think that's the way to do it. Oh man. And he knows, like, he knows some of the tricks. He, like, taps the door handle to make sure it's not hot. Yeah, but it's actually just frozen. And so instead of burning his hand, they test it for heat, and he's not used to the cold. And when he grabs uh-huh. it with this cold, like, it freezes his hand instantly. Oh, and then, and then a hammer, Nitrogen, then, nitrogen. And then a hammer comes down when he opens the door and smashes his hand <laughs> into pieces. <laughs> See? <laughs> So yeah, so what happens is the kid finds Kevin's, you know, the piece of the sheet of paper he rolls out that has the traps drawn uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. He finds that. So, Ooh, he, so, yeah. so he knows what traps not to do. And okay. He, and he just puts a spin He alters on them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He alters them. And Kevin's thinking, well, he knows the traps that he did. So uh-huh. therefore he's testing for those. But each one's just a little different. <laughs> so he's lost his hand. <laughs> it's shattered like Terminator 2 style. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, you know, maybe the nail has hepatitis on it. So it's <laughs> not just a nail. Okay. He gets hepatitis yeah. C. How did he get his mom? Buzz married a nurse. Buzz married a scientist at the CDC. Oop, not in Chicago. Married a scientist. Some sort of... Just say that bacteria, you... T- something. Just, yeah. And so she has she <laughs> has those viruses around. All right. Well, this needs to be workshopped. Bacterial meningitis is placed on the nail. We need to, yeah, we definitely need to workshop this thing, but you know, maybe in one year's time, we'll have this ready to go and we can release it. When uh, Kevin puts his head through the pet door and where (laughs) Kevin in the first movie hits him with the BB gun, it's just a real gun. He just shoots him (laughs) right in the head. Is that too much? The movie's over at that point. Yeah, it is over. Kevin's dead. (laughs) Can't kill the, the characters. Okay. 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 Sorry. Yeah. We'll workshop it. Yeah, then we'll have something to release a year from now. Okay. When people can eagerly await uh, next year's version of uh, the Home Alone episode. <laughs> <laughs> Every year we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a, okay. a tradition on this podcast. Tradition. Gather round. What are you guys going to talk about next time in Home Alone? I feel like you barely could get through one episode <laughs> talking about Home Alone. Who knows what we'll talk about next year because we'll have a whole year's worth of life to interject to our Home Alone recap that will take us off topic. 
even though our show is called on topic on topic yeah which we're supposed to well we'll get better at that i think is it on topic or one topic one topic <laughs> did you say on topic at the beginning I, think, I don't know oh boy we're good at this eh. i think it's one topic speaking of workshopping that's what we're doing here yeah we'll still maybe the show will just never have a name i i, I i'm okay with that in a way yeah. but no uh, name look it's a new thing to really figure out it's, yeah. we're so used to just talking about whatever that uh, I think some preparation needs to go into it, though. We have to decide on the topic, and then you have to think about it, it, I still think we improvise a lot, but yeah. going in so you have enough points to talk about. I have those plans for other topics, but because it, Christmas had just happened and I wanted to talk about Home Alone, I wanted to do that more quickly. Oh, but I'm, yes, I, I'm not I think judging. Right. I could have done it too. I didn't like look up trivia, especially for this. I just had a few pieces that I threw mm-hmm. out there, impressed people with. Yeah. So, all right. We did it. So that's uh, the end. How do you take us out of this show? That was, I, thanks for listening. <laughs> find us on, nope, can't find us anywhere. You can find me everywhere on social media, everywhere online at Auto Pritz, P-R-I-T-T-S, and Greg is no one. I'm MIA, but uh, this will be posted somewhere at some point. Right? You, yeah. can, you can find us places where you find podcasts. I don't know what those places are. Stitcher. Well, first, first iTunes, and then I don't know how no. things happen otherwise. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we'll make it happen. That's a good Thanks start. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the ride was to see. I promise. I know they don't.